get notifications, and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all, and hope you enjoy. What's going on, everybody? So today I have a uh, very special guest, and, uh, you know, not to make him feel old or anything, but uh, this is definitely a little, uh, you know, surreal right now because I remember, you know, watching Cutthroat when I was, in, uh, you know, third grade. But um, my guest today joining me is Abram Boyce. Thanks for coming on today, Abram. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Mike. Um, lots of fun. And uh, I don't take that as any kind of insult. I am getting older. Uh, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. 37 years old now. Yeah, so I'm getting up there. I'm married. I'm got a house. Trying to have kids, business, all that old people shit. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, let's uh, take it back a ways, though. I want to talk to you about your, uh, you know, casting story. I know you probably talked about it a bit, but I want, uh, you know, to hear it again. So. Okay. Um, it's uh. It was. It was. It was pretty uh, unspectacular. Um, there was, uh, there had been a casting call in Missoula, Montana. Um, my sister called me up. She's like, Hey, you definitely got to show up for this. Um, what was funny is that like just days before that happened, um, somebody, a friend that was in another studio or another, uh, college dorm, I was going to you, uh, to UM Western, uh, Dillon, Montana. And, uh, she turned on the real world and I, I was just in the room. I was painting and I was just like, you can turn it on to anything other than that. But I can't stand that show. Don't fucking turn it on. Don't don't turn it on. That's that's just shit, you know. And uh, so anyway, what's funny though is like I did know what Road Rules was, and Road Rules I thought was really friggin' cool. Um, but anyway, uh, when they do the casting, they cast for both shows. So anyway, uh, MTV was up in Montana. They were doing what's called a cattle call. They bring in lots of you know twenty-something people who show up. Uh, you uh, sit down at a table. You do a quick round robin of some questions, and honestly, like everybody was kind of talking over each other, and I, I, I didn't think I was really going to have any chance at all. I got some mosquitoes. I'm not in the Virgin Islands. Um, I didn't think I was going to have a chance at all. Anyway, uh, one of the guys, he ended up saying, like, when we go to the table, he's like, hey, um, I'd like you to stay. I'd like you to fill out this paperwork. So I go ahead and I stay. I fill out this paperwork. And I like they they tell you give you like a short answer and I I filled out the entire page I wrote paragraphs I drew pictures on the back of it and I filled out this entire thing and I give it to them I'm like ah you know whatever it's probably not gonna work out but you know I mean I, I gave it my best shot and then uh, I was actually in a college dorm uh, visiting some friends and I get a call and like it's a three one zero Los Angeles area code number I'm in Montana. And so I kind of like, well, whatever, what is it? And they're like, hey, this is so-and-so with MTV. You know, uh, we'd like you to come back to an interview. And I was like, fuck you. You know, hung up. Because I thought it was one of my friends that was making fun of me, like, and pranking me, calling me from a different number. And, like, thank God they called me back. And they actually called me, like, hey, we're actually serious. We're actually this person. And then I went to the uh, next interview. And it was just, from there... There was more interviews and more interviews and more interviews in Los Angeles. Um, and uh, with the, the Gestapo, you know, just like interviewing you with lights on your face and a board of psychologists. And 
the next thing I knew, I was in uh, I was in Fiji, man, and that was it. Yeah. So. Wow. That's definitely, yeah. you know, pretty different, you know, perspective on things because a lot of uh, times you see. Um, in some cases, people uh, are either lifelong fans of like the show, and they like go in with the uh, intent. And uh, from what you said, it basically sounds like that really, uh, you know, wasn't you know what led you to do it. No, not at all. Um, it, it, it sounded cool. Road rules sounded cool, and even the the real world. I mean, they were going to be in France. I was like, yeah, do I want to live in France? Um, but even after filming the shows, I, I was never really not not to say anything against the people that worked on those shows and worked very hard, I'm sure, to be able to create those shows and those scenarios and everything like that. But it was, it was, it was, I didn't even watch the shows I was on. Um, I, I, I watched the first few and I would see like some of the challenges and then it just got to the point where I was just like, all right, whatever. I, I don't even want to watch the rest of it. Because there was just too much um, just backbiting and name calling and just, and just people acting very poorly that I, I would just, it would, I, I couldn't stand to be in a room with a TV on with such, with that kind of behavior. And so um, I really I haven't watched a lot of the shows, to be honest. Um, but uh, grateful for the experience, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, yep. <laughs> but I want to dive into, uh, you know, more specifically what, um, you know, it's kind of referred to as um, the greatest elimination of, you know, that type of elimination which was the balls in elimination with you and uh brad we saw that elimination kind of uh you know come back on this season and it got a lot of people talking and everybody kind of uh you know referred back to that elimination with you and brad which was kind of epic you know you guys were in the inferno you had the fire behind you and uh you had that call out of Darrell afterwards <laughs> so i want to uh you know hear uh you know your perspective and uh thoughts on that elimination with brad because he's kind of known for uh pulling a rabbit out of the hat and eliminations and yeah uh, you were able to get him on that one so brad's brad's a great dude really like brad um it's funny like you know my perspective now is going to be very different from my perspective then uh, at that time you know i mean like i was i was feeling good i was just i was you know like it was it was a much higher competitive environment that I was in mentally. Um, and if you ask me now, you know, how I feel about things and like, I'd, I'd probably tell you like, well, my perspective now is that, oh, that was fun. And, uh, you know, I might, I might even diminish it in, in not, not in a negative way, but say, yeah, uh, yeah, there was a couple guys fighting over, you know, a basketball for 10 minutes and maybe that's not that big of a deal. Um, but then on the other hand, I mean, like in the context of the shows and the eliminations that have happened, I could, I could see that being a, a bigger deal. And, uh, I'm really grateful that, you know, people think that that's a really cool thing. And I, I forget there's fans of the show out there and people watching this and, um, it, it's always, it's always humbling and, 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 and fun to hear like, Hey, people think this was really just fucking rad and badass and i'm like ah, that's so cool man i got to participate in that um but at the time i was jacked and just like not jacked like ooh, swole. I, I was i was just mentally jacked and and in it and i was just stoked and i i wanted it and there, that was actually a big turning point for me actually because in sports um like i did a lot of team sports and actually in all of the challenges i did I, I was oftentimes on teams and I never really got to do any of the individual challenges, which was kind of a bummer for me because 
there was a lot of times and like and sometimes like you know like in cutthroat i was the one that had to get taken care of i i had heat stroke and i got carried you know and i didn't anticipate that but in a lot of scenarios that i was on when i was on team situations i was often in a position where i would have to kind of guide people and be like okay it's going to be okay we're going to do it you're going to make it there and i mean i was kind of a, a coach player a lot of times i i, I think so um, that I felt that I was in that role a lot. But on that elimination, I, uh, I kind of got to turn that off. And I started talking shit to Brad, <laughs> which is something I would never do. I, I don't ever do it. But I did then. And uh, thank God I won, because otherwise I'd look like a huge asshole for talking shit. <laughs> but um, I, I'm super grateful for that one. And um, uh, I'm, I'm stoked that they're bringing stuff like that back. And, you know, uh, somebody was telling me about, like, uh, I did an interview with, like, Derek, and they were saying, like, somebody almost got killed doing that. And uh, and that's that's not what I want to see or encourage. But I'm glad that, you know, people are, you know, getting after it and they're in it to, in it to win it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, I want to shift into the island a little bit because, you know, the island's – it's kind of, uh, you know, viewed as in a certain way because of maybe the format and, you know, the living conditions. It was definitely different from, uh, you know, your usual challenge season. And uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, struggled with, uh, you know, coping with the uh, living conditions. But you seem like someone who, at least from like on surface and from the first, uh, you know, couple episodes, seemed like someone who could potentially, you know, thrive in that environment. So yeah. uh, how do you feel like, uh, you know, you uh, and the island would have played out for you had, uh, you know, you kept it around the entire time? Uh, you know, I mean, like, hypotheticals are tough, especially within sporting events. But what I can tell you is that, like, I've never showed up at any any uh, sporting event, no nothing, not any challenge. And I look at it, I'm like, I'm going to lose the day. Not once. Not once. I mean, like not out of arrogance or, you know, anything else. It's just like, okay, what's going on? Okay, this is going to be challenging. I may not be able, I'm going to have some, I, I may not be able to do this. This may not be my strong suits. What do I got to do to be able to win? How can I make this work? So my, that was where my head was always at. So as far as like how the island had played out, I certainly think that I, I would have done very well there. Um, but like I, on any of the challenges, like on any given day, to be honest, like, you've got such a wide variety of people that, like, there's a, probably a good chance that, you know, if, if you've just got the, the, the standard cast um, out of 80% of the people there, I'm, I'm probably going to be okay, you know. Um, it's like, because a lot of it is, there was athletically based and, you know, I mean, there was things like that. But And there, there's a lot of people that just aren't in that category. I think the challenges have changed since I was there. But in the time that I was there, they weren't really casting like these just like heavy hitting, just, you know, college athlete types. Um, at the time, it was more um, they were casting people that just had really cool, genuine stories and human interest stories. And that's what made it involving was the actual content of the stories. Um, but that being said, um, everybody was miserable on the island. And it was my favorite one that I ever did. I loved it. I, I was I was really, really, that was the one that I was really bummed that I had to leave. Um, but I, I knew I was going to be leaving early before I showed up on that show. Um, I had a full plate at home. I was building my home in Montana. 
Um, this is right when like the whole 2008 housing crisis was going on. Uh, you know, people's mortgages and like were in free fall. I was right at the point where I had to lock in my mortgage to transfer because I'd been building this house for years. I had to roll it over in a construction uh, or a mortgage. And so I, I, I knew that I had to be home. I knew I was going to be leaving early. And I also had a lot of conflicts with some of the production uh, crews um, because like, as I started the shows, there was a lot more freedom and there was more like, hey, we were cast members and we were working with people. And then it devolved into this thing where, uh, you know, the crew or the producer that I was working with, I mean, not all the producers, but a couple, where they would, like, you know, tell me I was a retarded child, you know, they had to babysit. And so I had some real conflict with individuals that would say those kinds of things to me. That's not somebody I'm going to work with. Um, but the other people, the vast majority of the crews that I worked with were great cameramen, audio guys, you know, uh, cast handlers. I mean, everybody was great, but there was, there was a couple of people that really made it like went out of their way to like, to make sure that they were being demeaning and belittling to the cast and making it difficult. And I don't think that that's, I mean, maybe they thought that, that was their role, their job, but those conflicts that had been happening with myself in some production, you know, over the years and just the kind of general direction that it was going, um, had led me to want to say, Hey, you know what? Um, I don't really want to work with you anymore. Um, that being said, um, it was a great opportunity. I wanted a vacation. I'm so glad I went. I met Kahada on that show. Um, within the first, within the first couple hours, of us being on an island, it was on that, that beach. It was funny, Kahuta and I, they said, oh, the treasure's out of that island. Kahuta and I looked at each other like, that island? And they're like, yes. Like, within, within an hour, Kahuta and I had built a full-on raft, like, with an outrigger, like, stabilizer. And we had paddles. And we've got three guys on that thing. And we're out paddling around in the surf, just out past, like, we could we could go we could go miles on that thing, and, and like production's like hey everybody everybody you guys could come back in. There's no real treasure out there. It's a TV show, you know. Like um, so, I guess what's what was funny about that is it like if you really dropped us on a beach in an island and you said hey you got to get to there, like Kahuta and I were were paddling out there within an hour of landing on the beach and nothing, no tools. No, nothing. We're, 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 we're lashing this together with vines. We're shaping paddles like with sticks. It's like, and it was, it was on. So I do think that because of those scenarios, and I also saw it as a dream to be living on the beach in Panama, whereas a lot of people just were already losing it in the first few days. I certainly think that that would have been an advantage for me in the, in the long haul for that show. Yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. But uh, staying on to the island, I want to talk about, uh, you know, a story that, uh, you know, Tyree kind of uh, brought to my attention, which was uh, something about you, uh, you know, dressing up as a ninja. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? Yeah, so they were they were starving us on the beach is what they would do. And so um, I would, uh, and so like the way this is set up, there's this little stretch of beach and like in, in Panama and um, like it was fairly remote. There's a couple houses further down the beach, but like they had said, hey, look, here's your you go past this. 
we're going to fine you money. You're like, you're on this show, you're a cast. It's your responsibility. Here's your boundaries. And they had security and whatnot, you know, to make sure that they weren't violating that. But they were starving us. And they would give us this big bag of bony, fatty fish. Like that was from like the cat food factory or something. I don't know what they would give us that and a bag of rice. And we would have to boil water. Um, like you would boil water, you'd boil water with salt water from the ocean to give the rice flavor so that it had some salt in it. So it was, it was bad. And so, uh, I decided, uh, like, and like they, they had this on the beach, there was this big fence that they had built and constructed and had palm trees and, and leaves and like, you know, so that you couldn't see it just looked like jungle. But because you're filming this entire TV show, you need lighting and power and crew and catering and all this and security. So on the other side of this big jungle wall they constructed is a catering tent. And we can smell them cooking on the other side of this, you know, 20 yards away. You can smell cooking cheeseburgers and all sorts of shit. You know, you're a week into it. And you're like, I'm getting hungry, man. Like, this is like, and so I, uh, I got, like, it was like, it was, the moon was out, not maybe a half moon, not a full moon, but it was still pretty bright out. And, you know, I mean, I kind of, I, I show up in, in that kind of light. So I, everything, except for just my eyes, like even my eyes are just barely showing. I took a marker, like that I managed to find. I took some charcoal and I rubbed the charcoal around, you know, on like you know, on my fingertips, everything's blacked out, you know, like the little lines on my sneakers blacked out, everything. And I, I remember uh, it was, might've been Kenny. And uh, one of my favorite memories is that uh, they're like, where are you going, man? Like, we're up in these tree forts. And these tree forts, these houses are on stilts. And you're a good, you know, eight, ten feet off the ground. But it's just beach outside. But, like, Kenny's like, man, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to food, man. And then I, it, I, I don't know. I, I was trying to fuck around with them. Instead of going out the door, I jumped out the window head first. <laughs> And there's this thing you can do where, you, where if you jump head first and you, you land with your arms, you can, you can roll out of it. And it, it does, it takes away a little bit of the impact. And um, I, I, I've done it before as, as pranks or jokes or just for fun. Or we actually practice it, you know, like as uh, an, an actual way to tumble. But um, I literally jumped head first out of a window off, like 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> and the like, I just rolled out of it and then I'm in the shadows. And I remember hearing Kenny Santucci say, did he just fucking jump out of the window dressed like a ninja? <laughs> oh, oh God, I could die happy with that one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but anyway, so Tyree, so I go sneaking out, I, I, I get through and it's just, it, it's, it's just marsh and like there's sticks and there's lizards and there's bugs and like I'm, kind of making my way through all this kind of like jungly thick shit to get around the side of the camp. And uh, I get up in there and actually like I'm on my, literally on my fingertips and my, my, and on, on my tippy toes on my belly, just like fucking, you know, doing the whole like mission impossible thing. And I'm, I'm going to go for it. And a guy steps forward and his boot just boom, just lands right in front of my face. And I'm just still barely in the shadows I've got to make it past this tent to the next tent. And it's one of the federale, like, uh, Panamanian police that they had hired as security for them, for, like, all the crew, make sure nobody's going to try and get in there and steal the equipment or anything like that. 
but he's got a friggin' like AK-47 swinging down by his, his foot, and I'm like, I'm right by his, his boot. He takes a piss in front of my face, <laughs> turns around, walks away, and I see him go, and I'm like, all right, eh. And I was off, and he rolled on over, got to the, the catering tent, got underneath the tent, and I'm literally laying under, they've got these picnic, like, you know, Italian, red and white, like, checkered, like, you know, uh, table covers for the catering tent. That That's laying over there, and there's some boxes of shit under the table. I'm laying under the table as the crew is, like, in this fully lit tent, and I'm, like, under the table, and I just, like, wait. I'm kind of watching their feet. Okay, nobody's over here. And then, like, I reach up, and I grab some food off the table. I didn't know what I was grabbing. I grabbed a thing of eggs back there. I'm like, oh, sweet. I got eggs. Stuff that in there. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I got hot dogs. Fucking sweet. Hot dogs, you know. Oh, ketchup. You know, I'm like, I, I get this, like, I stuff it all into my shirt. And then I, I like, boogie back out of the tent. Just straight up, dressed like a ninja. Uh, on my way back, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the easier way back. I'm going to go through the main entrance instead of sneaking around because I don't see anybody around. And I go sneaking back to the main entrance, and all of a sudden, I see somebody. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Fuck, I'm busted. It's Tyree. And Tyree, I mean, he's, he's a very dark man. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he had stripped down, and he was only in his boxers. And <laughs> he and I bumped into each other, like literally... I'm in a full ninja outfit to cover up, and he's stripped down to his boxer sneaking around. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you later, buddy. He's like, okay. We just take off. But that was, uh, that was a really great moment and a really fun story. But I would have tons of food. And so everybody, everybody was, like, starving, and, like, I would just start boiling eggs and hot dogs. underneath. I would put rice on top of it, and then, like, people would come up, and they'd be like, hey, what are you cooking, man? Oh, my God, you got food? I'd be like, yeah, you want to see some? I open the lid up, and they would just see the rice. And they'd be like, oh, fuck, no more rice for me. And I'd be like, okay, and they'd walk away. And I got eggs and fucking hot dogs. I'd go back to the room. I got ketchup on these motherfuckers. It was great. I loved it. You know, I, I was having a good time. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, not just the cook for the sake of having the food, but that was definitely a real joy sneaking in there and, 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 doing, and doing those things. And dress like a ninja for a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, that was super fun. Right. But uh, I want to talk about uh, Cutthroat, more specifically, uh, you know, the final here. Um, what a kind of – what kind of uh, – it's okay. What kind of happened, uh, you know, to you in that final that took you out? And uh, how do you feel like, you know, you guys uh, would have done had you, you and Sarah maybe, uh, you know, been able to do the whole thing? Because – most of the season, you guys were pretty much the team to beat. Yeah, we, we actually did. Everybody expected us to do really poorly, and then we kept doing better. And everybody was always making excuses of why we, we did well. They were like, oh, it was luck. It was luck. It was this. It was that. You know, like, maybe we're just not that bad. You know, maybe, maybe you're just not as great as you think you are and everything. Um, uh, but anyway, I really enjoyed that. But um, I remember on that one, um, I, I think it was heat stroke. I've never had that in my life. Um, but I do remember like leading up to that, like I was literally like, I was like, I, I was trying to be a hero a little bit. 
like I remember there's like we had these tires and we had to do it and like I thought we were going too slow and I'm like we gotta go you know catch up because we had that team was ahead of us and I start rolling the tire by my I was doing it by myself for a little while and I kind of had you know some of my teammates with me that were trying to keep up and I think I think I just overheated then and I just didn't get back down to temperature and then we kept going and it was just it continued to get worse until finally um, you know like I I I was done and um, actually. Excuse me. It's not COVID. Oh God. Uh, I just, you know, just actually said cough. But um, I remember there's a guy that we worked with for years on the shows. I think his name is Chris. I don't know, but I've trusted my life to this man um, for years. Uh, I always knew him as Crash was his name, and he's done stunt work in Los Angeles for you know bigger films for years and. Um, he he was like we. Were, I looked at him for my safety, for my life, for all of the shows. Like I'd really known this guy for a long time, and um, I remember when he looked at me and like he was asking me like, "Can you keep going?" I'm like, "Yeah, like I'm gonna be okay." And he he's like, "Okay, all right, we're calling it." And I was just like, and I looked at him. I was like, "Okay, Crash is telling me I'm not okay." He's like, he's like, "Hey man, you're you're done, dude. Like you need to stop." Like, and, um, and so I did. And, um, and like my team tried carrying me for a little bit, but like, it was like, it, it was, it was after my team had already tried to carry me for a while, try to let me cool down. Um, that was a real interesting turning of tables, you know, cause you think you're this invisible person. People were talking about how, you know, cause I had carried my teammates before in the past, um, literally, um, and, uh, you know, like, like people are like worried, like, oh, you're going to have to carry this person. And, and the people that they didn't expect to do well were the ones that carried me. And that was just super powerful. And like, I, I can't be bummed with that result. Uh, I, I really did my best. I, I, I mean, it. I gave it everything I had. And I, and I burnt and I overdid it. And I overheated and I was done. And um, that was a big lesson. That was a really big reality check for me. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it, and I think it made me a much stronger person in the long run, uh, learning from that. Um, that being said, I, I think that we probably would have ended up doing about the same as we did. Um, I, I don't think that the outcome would have been that much different. Um, I think our team ended up, I don't know, were we dead last? No, you guys got second. I think it was... I think uh, you got second. Yeah. I, honestly, I think we... I, like, I think even if I had been in top shape or not not top shape if i hadn't overheated and like fucking gone to the goddamn hospital uh or even you know sarah going to the hospital i honestly i think we still would have gotten second um the they had a big lead on us i think it was was it brad dunbar tyler and and and, tyler that's right tyler dude tyler's a hoss by the way tyler's great Uh, yeah i don't uh, i was really happy to see tyler do well uh, on on that show because I, I I think that 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 whole show there was a lot of like people underestimating people and people proving that they're actually way better than these bullshit you know estimates that you're making you know at face at, at not even at face value but really like diminishing people before you've given them a shot and so I think that was a really cool overall like even me I was overestimated and I didn't deliver man <laughs> and 
that's so cool, you know? And Tyler was underestimated. Um, you know, I think partly just being a gay man, they're like, oh, he's just a sissy or something like that. And he fucking stomped it, you know? So, um, and I, like, I'm not, I don't mean to put words in people's mouths or I'm not trying to call Tyler any names. I'm just saying, like, there might be this, this perception of people that is, is based on wrong information. And I was really happy to see those misconceptions proved wrong. Um, even in the case of me, I, I was one of those examples. So um, I, I still think we would have been about second based off of what did happen and what I did see and how far of a lead they had on us in the first 20 minutes. Like they were, they, they were kicking our ass, man. Like they were, they were, they were getting after it. And we just weren't in that space as a team even before, like I was go, I, I wasn't going slow leading up to overheating and getting sun or like sunstroke or heat stroke. I, I was, I was going as hard as I possibly could and we were still way behind. And um, so I still think it would be likely that we, based on the information that I do have and oh, the events that did happen, I think that that would still be a likely outcome. Yes. Yeah. Cause if you uh, evaluate that final um, in terms of like the team's strengths, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, heavy lifting going on in that. And you got like three horses of men on their team and you guys were comprised of, you know, mostly, you know, females. And then, I mean, no disrespect to Luke, but obviously he's not like the biggest guy in the world. So it's like, you know, yeah. Luke, compared Luke to, uh, was on my team, right? Yeah. yeah. Luke. God. Luke. I haven't heard that name in fucking a long time, man. Wow. Yeah. Who else was on my team, Mike? Uh, Sarah, Sarah, Laurel. Sarah. Uh, uh, what's her name? Tall girl. Uh, Laurel. Laurel. Luke. And me? Yeah. And uh, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Derek still there with us? Derek had just gotten eliminated by Tyler in that last elimination. That was the one where they had the pole and he pushed the person into the barrel. Dang. Yeah, now I remember that. I mean, like, it's not that I don't remember, like, it's just like a lot of, like, the different challenges and things we did kind of, kind of blur together. And sometimes I think, was that in South Africa? Was that in Mexico? I, I, you know, or was it in Fiji? Um, you know, um, so I mean, like some of them blur together and it's not being disrespectful to people. It's just like, hey, that was, that was a while ago. And also to, to be perfectly honest, I ended up in the hospital pretty dazed for a while. And, uh, you know, like finally when I came to, I, I, I felt like a different person. So, I mean, like, that was a pretty heavy, like, uh, like physical day for me as well. So, um, like, that was a little bit intense. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, yeah. And also, to the credit of John Barr, Brad, and uh, the, the other D, the, the girl, the blonde girl, Paula, 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 she was there. Those, the, those the, and, and Tyler, they trained really hard for long-distance running. Um, the entire time we were there. Uh, they did a good job in, 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 to their credit. They worked for it. They practiced for it. And then they performed well. So, like, 
there's there, you can't detract from that and say oh they just it would happen to be one thing it's like they they worked for it they worked hard and they they really pushed themselves and they trained on a regular basis while we were there so um that's that's credit where credit's due yeah mm -hmm. staying on the topic of uh cutthroat really fast i want to uh ask you to kind of uh, debunk the uh, whole rumors of uh, the house being haunted, can you shed any yeah, light on there was There was no haunting. Um, I, like, I think we dressed up with some makeup and tried scaring some people a few times. But, like, that was a little shit. You know, I mean, it was uh, it, it was just a big, old, empty house, um, if you could call it house. It was, like, remnants from the feudalistic era. Um, it had a great yard, but... But no, it wasn't. It wasn't haunted. Like the throat that was an that was that was an off, different one because the Czech Republic was such an odd location, and we were kind of in a town, but we weren't allowed to leave and go. Like it was very rural. Um, but I'm really glad we got to go because we got to see Hadrian's Castle in Prague, and I really appreciated some of the masonry that went into the cathedrals there. So that was really cool, and, and, and Prague's got a lot of cool history because it was one of the towns that wasn't bombed into oblivion in World War II um, uh, because they capitulated to the Nazis. In order to be able to save the city, it actually preserved a lot of the city, and so there's still a lot you can see in Prague that you can't see in a lot of other places in, uh, in Europe. Yeah. So, um, but no, no haunting. No haunting. Nothing. <laughs> That's what I kind of figured, so... Yeah. Wanted to get your perspective since it seemed like you might, uh, you know, know more about it than most would probably. Well, you know, I, like what's funny is like, look, it's like if you're gonna ask somebody, like, but that's coming from somebody who thinks that like it, it nothing is haunted, okay? Like that's that's it, like that's the end of it. Like you, you're you're creeped out by this. That being said, this we 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 we've got our studio in Montana and old school. That fucking building is scary as shit at night. Like, it scares the crap out of me. Like, I fucking am freaked out. Like, I go to work there, and I swear to God, it's like, I haven't even watched the It clown movies, but I feel like he's fucking in there every time I go into that damn building at night. So, you know, yeah, um, you know, there's, there, <laughs> you can get some vibes, but no, um, it was just a creepy, creepy old house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, you and uh, Johnny Bananas' dynamic, because it seems like, you know, you guys, uh, you know, on the last couple uh, shows you've done kind of seemed, you know, on opposite sides of the fence or to maybe butt heads a little bit. And an interesting note that I want to point out, you know, before you answer my question, Abe, and a lot of people pointed this out as well, actually, on the island, when it was you and Johnny, when they were voting off, you pretty much told everybody there to, you know, vote you off. And yet yeah. still, and still the votes really came down to the wire. So had you not yeah. said that Johnny more than likely gets, uh, you know, voted off in the Island. And that changes the whole scope of how, you know, the challenge, you know, history is written. Cause if John, that was Johnny's first win and, uh, you yeah. know, so, you know, honestly, I, I think that number one, um, I mean, the first thing that uh, comes to my mind when people talk about Johnny is um, our, our, our current uh, president uh, administration. Um, I, that's, that's who I think. I think that there's dramatic correlations between the two. Um, uh, and uh, and in, in my opinion, those are, uh, 
and and I have friends that are you know like support different. You know, I'm not here to talk about politics or what your policies are, party bipartisan, whatever. Um, they're they're very negative associations. Um, uh, I I I. I'm I'm not per somebody that really hates someone, but I I can't stand uh, I can't stand John. Um, like and that, that's not true. I, I I joke with him and I have a relationship with him. Uh, for the first four years, I couldn't stand him, and then he kind of started to grow on me <laughs> after about four years. Um, but still. I, I would I would say that even though I left and I had to ask people to leave on the, the challenge, I, I I honestly think if it wasn't John, it would be the same persona would have arisen uh, and and taken that 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 role in that light. And I think that there's a big part of the shows I've seen other individuals that they start out the show. Like when I first did like some of the shows, like when I was down in Ogdenburg, Mexico, I would sit down. And I would listen to some of these people talk, and I just wanted to listen. They were genuinely the coolest fucking human stories I'd ever heard. And slowly, I think something that happened is it it kind of digressed. And um, I think that there was a lot of people that were really big fans of the show that were applying and casting, kind of like we were talking about in like the casting process. And like they thought that they needed to fulfill a role. Like they needed to be, oh, I'm gonna be the next Johnny. I'm gonna be the next Puck. I'm gonna be the next this, and that that's not really what the shows weren't about. That when it started, the, the shows were about showing genuine human interest from a really broad background that would bring together and create, you know, conflict and drama between these individuals, and you would be able to get to watch the whole thing unfold. Um, one of the first, like Pedro, uh, on the first real world, was a gay man that died of AIDS, which was a huge fucking deal at the time. Um, uh, to have that public, um, we didn't have, like. There wasn't the same, even though we're still at a, a lot, a, a point, and a crossroads, especially right now in our country, which is obvious, um, with even just the Supreme Court's recent uh, decision showing that we still have a long way. To, like we're just now getting to that point where you have, you know, equal protections in the law for LGBTQ like community members. And way back in the day. You know, decades ago, literally, there was a, a you know a gay man on, on on television that died of AIDS. That was a big deal. Um, and so bringing that together. But what's happened, I think, is there's been this devolving of characters, and you're this rewarding of bad behavior where people think it's good television to get in fights. Like I've seen people put on full makeup and then go and start talking shit to somebody just so they can try and create something for the cameras to film. Um, which which is not something that I like or that I condone. Um, I'm not condemning it, but I certainly don't condone it. Um, it's like people are allowed to do their own decisions and what works for them, and I understand the scope of the show. What I'm getting at is I think that I think that John and the persona that he's built of being this hated villain um, on the TV shows um, is like somebody would have fulfilled that role like the shows are geared towards trying like the shows were actively trying to make that that pure drop of just evil that has not evil but a lack of moral guidance a lack of ethics a lack of principles uh, a lack of values um, the shows are geared towards specifically putting people into positions 
where they will abandon all ethics, values, morality, or anything that would exist in the outside world. And maybe that's what makes it this juicy kind of, you know, I mean, I, I watch violent films, um, so I'm probably, you know, just as you know, culpable as anyone else for like saying like, hey, I, I like to see this violence and this gratuitous sex is, 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 that, is that evil? Maybe not. But I think that that's what makes the shows what they are. I don't know. Um, but I can tell you that I think that those shows are specifically geared towards creating these kinds of conflicts and these kinds of dramas that um, and encouraging people uh, with very real rewards, both uh, FaceTime on camera and with money um, for treating other people badly and uh, acting without values. So I, I, I don't think that Johnny's unique in becoming just this one individual. It's like that's the, the, he just was the one that I, I would use the word succumbed, but I, I doubt he would use the same language. Um, uh, but I think he's just the, that, that one. It was, it was what the shows wanted to create, and they created it with him, and, and he was complicit in creating that kind of a, a program. Um, but one thing I've told people consistently, and it was my view, I, I can't control people, and I'm, again, it's, it's what they're, and it's been successful for them, cool, and they're happy, great. Um, what I've told people, though, is that you, you couldn't pay me any amount of money in the world to be John for one fucking day, man. Like, if I had to walk down the street, I, I, I don't know, I don't know how I'd, I don't know how to fucking live with myself, man. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm an asshole, sure, but Jesus, like, took it to the next fucking level, man, fuck, you know, and, um, so anyway, I, I think that the, the shows and, and, and John um, are a good marriage, um, kind of like Lady Macbeth and Macbeth. <laughs> they're, they're, who are, go, go watch Macbeth. They're fucking foul of people. And uh, yeah, so there you go. But um, that being said, uh, I, I, I learned to live with him. Um, but, uh, I would never allow him, uh, in, in my real life, because if you're going to lie and cheat and steal on those shows, it means you're going to fucking do it in real life. And so, um, at least that's the way I feel about it. And so it was important for me to feel like I was acting in accordance with my uh, ethics or values as often as possible because I was being put in challenge situations. So I really appreciated being tested in those ways, um, I'm not saying I'm an angel, but I am saying it helped me to ratify my own personal ethical code and sense of value. Mm -hmm. So now I want to ask you, since, you know, we just spoke about Johnny, him and Wes, who uh, were at each other's throat for, uh, you know, damn near over a decade, kind of uh, came together. Really? Yeah, kind of came together this season and formed like a pact and they were a two-man uh, power trip, I'd call it. What are your thoughts on that? I know you only did like, what was it, one challenge with Wes, but you I did, know. I did one challenge with Wes and I met him for, I don't know, less than a week. And it got to the point where if he would walk into the room, I would stop what I was doing and I would just fucking walk out of the room. I, like, I just, I didn't want to be around it. Like, um, he kept talking about, um, it was like listening to an infomercial that I wanted to fucking turn off. 
he kept talking about being an entrepreneur and his businesses and how successful he was. And I, I just was like, get the fuck away from me, man. Just fuck off. Like, I like take your ray of self-help sunshine and shove it up your fucking ass. Um, yeah, I, I, I had a very, a very palpable dislike. Um, the, I, I thought he was invasive. And uh, so the fact that him and, and Johnny um, had problems with each other kind of warms my heart. I hope they fucking ripped each other apart. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I've got I've got my own mean streak, and um, and I'm still trying to work with that, and uh, even even a temper, and like I've I've learned to be better with that, and learning how to work better with that, and uh, coming up with better solutions. But in the end, um, yeah, I'd like to see Johnny and, and and Wes both, you know, rip each other apart and burn. Um, like that would uh, actually, you know, I don't care. Don't care. No, just thought about it. I'm good. Yeah. Don't care. Uh, so I, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask as far as like, uh, and and honestly, I don't have enough input or reference to be able to fairly uh, comment on anything about Wes's situation. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of want to hear your perspective on uh, how the challenge has evolved, in your opinion. And, you know, your thoughts kind of with them branching into, uh, you know, a large casting pool consisting of, you know, Big Brother and UK people. I, I, uh, I, I didn't know they were casting Big Brother and UK people. Wow. I, I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Like, that's, that's where I'm at. And again, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, diminish uh, the shows, um, you know, although I think that they are shit and um, I don't. I don't want to insult the fans of the show. How about that? I'm super grateful for the show. And I don't want to insult people by telling them, like, hey, what you're watching is trash. But, you know, I mean, like, um, I, I watch some trash, too. You know, like, hey, cool, man. Um, but it's just not my bag. So, um, and after doing the shows, I, I have a greater dislike for the shows. Like, I can't watch them because sometimes, like, it is personal, and like my, my blood boils. I'm like, I can't, I can't listen to that person talk to me. I'll get upset. I get angry. So like that's part of it too. Is that like I have a, a personal you know connection that might otherwise not be there. So anyway, um, as far as the casting goes, I don't know what they're doing now. What I can tell you is when I did work with them, and uh, I worked for a good 15 years, which was longer than I expected. Um, I saw a dramatic change. Uh, which, in my opinion, was for the worse. Um, I didn't like the way they were casting. I didn't like who they were casting. and it, it seemed like they were just trying to make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, and it eventually got diluted. I also think that doing something like Road Rules was fucking awesome. I think Road Rules was so cool. And, you know, they ditched that. And uh, they, they ended up, like, it, Road Rules basically became the challenge. Um, and uh, I thought that was really cool. And there were some really amazing people that I met on those shows when they were casting just really interesting characters. And I can tell you that, in my opinion, in the time that I was working with them, the people became less interesting. And I, I didn't want to talk with them. Um, we're going on 47 minutes, and I, I got to pack up here in just a minute. 
Um, but let's, uh, like, I, I don't mean to cut you short. You've been so great. Um, and you followed up. I thank you for being patient with me, Mike. But uh, let's, let's do a, a wrap up and, and wind it down here. Yeah, we were uh, getting towards, uh, you know, the end anyway. So I was just going to, you know, basically kind of briefly ask you what your thoughts were on the uh, whole Mark Long OG uh, challenge that he uh, kind of uh, speaking to. I don't know what he's doing. I, I don't know what he's doing. He just sent me a message the other day. He's like, hey, man, are you interested in doing like a fun OG uh, challenge thing? And I, I immediately sent like just Mark. Anything you're doing, I want to support. Like, just hands down. Mark is just one of those guys you want to hang out with. He's, he's fucking built like a fucking Greek god. He's like six foot four and like 0% body fat. And I think he's 3,000 years old. And he still looks better than anybody else. <laughs> oh, God. But he's like, I, I, like I, I would like to be Mark Long when I grow up. How about that? He's a great dude. 